Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grow Group with another exciting edition of The Grow Show powered by Steel. I hope this week we find you well. I am in the Steel Studios here at Grunder Landscaping Company today. Got in late last night from Atlantic City, New Jersey, where I spoke on behalf of Site One, which is a wonderful company, one of our great sponsors of Grow. And they brought me in there to do three workshops. And one of the workshops that I taught was something that I'm really good at. There's not a lot of things I'm really good at, but this is one of them, and that's teaching soft skills. And during that session, we spent some time and we talked about what the topic of today's episode on the Grow Show Powered by Steel is, which is taking an interest in others so they'll take an interest in you. And that's what we're going to talk about here today on a short edition of the Grow Show. Let's give a little bit of background about where this concept of taking an interest in others so they take an interest in you came from. Over 20 years ago, someone who I've had on the Grow Show, Ed Epley, used to be with Dale Carnegie. He's now gone on to work with Patrick Lencioni, and he has his own consultancy. I would go back to an earlier episode. We'll put the episode that he's on in the show notes. Lindsay will do that for you. It's a great interview, by the way. But Ed is the one that first opened up my eyes to Dale Carnegie training. And and that was more like 25 years ago. Now, as I, I search back and see how old I was, I was somewhere around 30 years old. And he was with Dale Carnegie and he worked with me on a one-on-one basis to help me with my management and leadership skills. And he was a tremendous coach. To this day, he remains a tremendous mentor to me. But one of the books that we had to read as part of the training was this godsend of a book by Dale Carnegie called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And ladies and gentlemen, this book came out, believe it or not, in 1937. 1937 is when this book came out, okay? And what's so interesting about this book, folks, to me, is that today, if you look at the bestseller list, if you go on Amazon and look up this book, it remains over 100 years later, almost not 100 years, but 80 years later, it remains a top selling book. And so to me, what that says is that no matter all the technological advancement, all the new tricks there are in management, I mean, look at me, I'm, I'm broadcasting, we use an app here called Squadcast. I've got a studio here with all kinds of equipment. I don't even, I don't even know how to use any of it, okay? I, I know how to turn it on and get it this far, but I'm just saying like a lot has changed, you know? You think about the equipment we use to do jobs, the equipment we use to monitor snow, Aspire, the wonderful software that we use to run our business with. You think about all the things that are out there now that have changed so dramatically. This is our 40th year in business. Yet really dealing with people, leading them, managing them, how do you win friends and influence people? That hasn't changed. Those tidbits of information, the tricks, the 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 methods, those are still, they're the same. The basics of them are the same. And ladies and gentlemen, your ability to get people to do what you want need them to do and still have them love you, not like love you, that's going to determine your success. You know, we say all the time in the Grow Group, two plus two in math is four, but two plus two with people, you get the right two people, 
paired with the right two people, and it might be six, it might be eight. It, heck, it could be 20 if you got the right two people working with the right two other people. It could also be negative six. If you put a couple people that don't know what they're doing, have a bad attitude, whatever it is, with a couple other people that don't know what they're doing with a bad attitude, nothing gets done. They even conceivably could take your organization backwards. So How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the greatest management books of all time ever written, has had a huge impact on me. And if you don't want to read the book, that's okay. I'm going to tell you the main takeaway from the book for me is take an interest in others and they'll take an interest in you. And that is, if it's not the best leadership advice, management advice I've ever learned, it's it's right up there. It's, it's top three for sure. And I've seen what happens when you take an interest in others. I saw it in my lovely mother who lived to be 79 years old and passed away in 2019. My mom, when I look back at all the things she did for our family when we were growing up, she would get up in the morning, she'd make us all breakfast, she, she cleaned our clothes, she helped us, she'd teach all day as an English school teacher, come back, start it all over. I mean, I, I feel bad about all the things my mother did, but my mother's attitude never wavered. Heck, she's dying of brain cancer, folks, and she's still being funny and telling me she's fighting. I bought her pink boxing gloves, and when she knew I was coming, she'd put them on and I'd walk in the room and she'd say, I'm ready, I'm ready. I mean, she just was so positive. She knew how to win you over. Uh, I could tell you countless stories of the things my mom did to win friends and influence people. My favorite one was in 1978, there was a blizzard and there was, we're talking 20 feet of snow in, in the front of our house. The road was shut down. My father was with the Ohio Department of Transportation and he had some influence and he was very upset. And my dad was a Korean War vet. He battled some demons, folks, I'll be honest with you, with anger and other things. And I remember hearing him on the phone yelling at someone, telling them to get our street plowed if they knew what was good for them. And I just remember thinking, wow, dad's mad. I was about 10 years old. Then I remember, you know, my dad saying, I don't know where they're at. They better get here. And then I remember a couple hours later, I could hear my mom talking on the phone behind the door and she said, hi, this is Mary Ellen. We live in Sugar Creek Township and, and our road is closed. We're, we're just about out of food. We're not really sure what we can do. I know you poor men have had just a horrible week, but do you, do you think there's any way the road could get plowed? And I remember an hour and a half later, here comes this Caterpillar road grader. That's how bad the road was. They had to have a road grader out plowing the road and opening it up with, with other payloaders and other things to literally dig the entire road out. And I remember my dad saying, see, that, that's, that's how we got it done. And my mom just kind of smiled. She didn't know I heard her. And I didn't really put two and two together as like what was going on until probably like 10 years after that. And I started thinking back about things that went on. And, and my mom would always tell me that her aunt told her, my great aunt Tad, that you get a lot more with honey than you do with vinegar. And, and my mom was the kind of person that could win anyone over. A few of you probably remember my mom. You may have even met my father. My father's been gone a long time. I do have a couple friends and, and some long, long time clients that listen to The Grow Show Powered by Steel. If you knew my dad, you'd kind of be amazed that I was his son. My, my dad was quiet. I, got, I get my enthusiasm and the personality that you see from my mother. And, and she was definitely a how to win friends and influence people kind of person. She took an interest in you. 
Let's look at the wonderful quarterback we have with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I understand he's been injured, but if, if you ever follow Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow does not talk about himself. Joe Burrow talks about his team. He talks about the fans, the community. He, he doesn't make it about himself. He takes an interest in others. Uh, go back to Michael Jordan, a tremendous basketball player. Uh, I went to the same high school as his fellow running mate on the Bulls, John Paxson. And if you remember the game-winning shot that John Paxson hit, Jordan actually passed it to him, if I remember correctly. And and I, I like Michael Jordan. I still like him. I There's debates about, you know, who's better, him or LeBron. Now, maybe I'm jaded, okay? But I don't see him getting into that. Like, he just seems to stay off to the side. He, he doesn't make it about himself. Now, you may, you may think I'm wrong. I just, like, I look at Michael Jordan as his greatness in part as, as a basketball player was people really wanted to play with him. They wanted to be around with him. They're just, I know there was some blows with Scottie Pippen there at the end, but I think he was a Dale Carnegie kind of guy. Then I'm going to talk about a couple people that maybe some of you know. I want to talk about Bob Grover in Portland, Oregon from Pacific Landscape Management. Bob Grover, I have been around him on countless times. He was a recent president of the National Association of Landscape Professionals. I've gotten to know Bob a little bit. He, he's not my best friend. He's, he's a friend. He's somebody I admire from afar. And whenever I've talked to him about his company, like when we were going to do the NALP field trip with him, he was adamant that we mentioned his partner and said, listen, this isn't about me. This is about him and our team. And I just have always been so impressed with him. And, and one of the cool things that I've had happen to me in getting to know Bob was I've gotten to know his son, Dave, his son, David. And David is probably 30 years old, maybe 31. I don't think he's older than that. He's a young father. He's like the nicest young guy you'd ever meet in your life. He's like his dad. He never, he, does, he never makes it about himself. You don't ever see them, despite them having tremendous business success, they make it about others. And the last person I want to talk to you about is someone that I'm pretty sure you know, and that's my partner here in the Grow Group, Vince Torchia. I get credit for most of our good stuff. People don't realize what Vince does. We wouldn't have any of these things that we have. Folks, Grow would be in Topeka, Kansas at the Hampton Inn with about 30 people there if I were in charge of it, okay? The impact that Vince makes and the way he makes friends and takes an interest in others He's, he's really, really good at that as well. So hopefully I've got your appetite wet a little bit here for wanting to be somebody that can influence others. You want to know how you take an interest. Let's talk about that. How do you do it? Well, first of all, like I told the group yesterday in Atlantic City, it's a mindset, folks. I think it's like anything else in your life, your health, your wealth, your friendships, a sport that you want to get good at. I recently picked up pickleball. I'm trying to get better at pickleball like I am at golf. I think, quite frankly, I got a lot better shot at being decent at pickleball than I do at golf. We'll see. I'm not very good at either. Okay, so don't tell me you want to come here and play me because if you're good, you're going to beat the tar out of me. But I do like playing. You got to get interested in it. Like It's got to be something you want to do. If you want to be someone that others want to be around, you got to take an interest in others and you got to understand the pros and cons of that. How do you feel when you go into a room and nobody asks how you're doing and they talk about themselves and they talk about how bad they've got it and how horrible things are and so on and so forth? You want to be interested in others, not interesting. You shouldn't be calling attention to yourself. And this is not stuff that I knew when I was 
Vince's age. Vince is in his early 30s. I didn't, I, I was trying to get good at this, but I was a bit of an egomaniac and you're probably laughing and saying, Marty, you still are. Well, I, I may be, but I think I'm better. Okay. And I think it's, you, you understand the pros and cons of being a person that's humble and interested in others versus a person who's arrogant and wants to make sure everyone knows how good you are. And you're constantly talking to them about your accolades. And I will tell you that this concept of taking an interest in others, again, it works everywhere. It works at home with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your friends, with your cousins, with your next door neighbor, with the lady at the counter that I was trying to work with last night because my travel travels got derailed a little bit and I had to come back home instead of going on to another event. It's, it's just amazing what you can do when you take an interest in others. When you slow down and look at it and think about how can I be a person that others want to be around? If I were in their shoes, what would I want someone to do to me? When I'm in an airport, I lower my expectations and I don't yell at gate agents, flight attendants, pilots, the TSA or anybody. First of all, you may end up going to jail if you do. But look, you gotta, you, you can't lose your mind, folks. You gotta stay calm and you gotta be somebody that others wanna be around. So here's four suggestions that I would give you to possibly start on this journey of being someone who takes an interest in others so that they take an interest in you. First of all, put it in your calendar. Like put it down that I am gonna seek someone out and see how they're doing. Maybe it's a phone call to a friend or a client or a vendor or a competitor asking them how they're doing. Put it on your calendar, you know, and if you have to put it on your calendar every day, like try to get better at taking an interest in others, put it on your calendar. I just don't think that's a bad idea. When we put things on our calendar and we boss our calendar, we don't let our calendar boss us. I think good things happen. And, and I don't think it's silly or trite that you're trying to get a new habit done and to get it done, you put it on your calendar has a constant reminder. So put it on your calendar. Second, come up with some questions that you want to ask someone. One of my favorite questions to ask somebody that I know is in business is, how is your business doing? What are you seeing? Are, are you growing? You know, how are sales? You know, the, the, the issues that I'm having in my own business, okay, which newsflash, sales, finding, keeping people, the economy, government regulation, the H2B. I mean, what are the things that are bothering you? Ask somebody, be inquisitive, how is that stuff in their business? It's great conversation starters. Now, I haven't mentioned this, but it does go without saying, like, you got to be sincere about this stuff. It can't be fake. I think maybe when you start to take on this process of taking an interest in others, so they take an interest in you, I, I think that it's not about manipulation, folks, but I think it can feel that way. Maybe when you're starting, I'm not keeping score. I know what I want to be remembered for when I leave this life. I know what I want, how I want my team to behave here, my kids to behave. I know what I want. I know the kind of husband that I want my wife to know that she's married to. So like when I have a vision of, of a complete, the best version of Marty is, it's not hard for me to want to do this stuff. You know, when I think about my kids and where they work, they're all, you know, out of college and they all have jobs. And I think about how a manager would interact with them or one of their customers or one of them, their vendors. It's just really not that hard for me to snap into character to be the kind of person that I want to be. So coming up with questions to ask regularly, are it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. 
So who do you like in the Super Bowl? My Bengals are out of it. Who do you like? You know, it's it. You can work to where I realize that for me, conversations may become easier to me than they do for some other people. But it wasn't that way when I was in my twenties. I wasn't as easily easy to talk to as I am now. You develop it. Number three, write down what you would like others to say about you. Like if somebody was writing your obituary or, you know, let's just fast forward, not trying to get too sappy on you. Let's say you passed away and somebody's at your eulogy and they're up at the podium and they're, they're saying what you, you know, what were you all about? Would you want them to say, you know, Marty was, you know, he was extremely self-centered. If it wasn't about Marty, forget it. He wasn't even going to talk about it. I can't tell you how many vendors he, he just plowed right over the top of him and didn't care what happened as long as he won. Well, nobody in their right mind would want any of that stuff said about him, right? I think you'd want someone to say, you know, Marty was kind. Marty was someone who listened. He was someone who always had time for you. And I know that it's difficult at times to, to slow down and to sincerely take an interest in someone else. But when you start seeing what doing that can mean for someone, you'll, you'll keep doing it. And then the last thing, just some tactical things. You shouldn't be asking somebody questions while you're looking at your iPhone. You shouldn't be staring off into space. There's a very successful president of an organization here in Dayton, Ohio. And he's a nice man, but he's obviously never read this book. And he has a weak attempt at taking an interest in you. Whenever he's talking to me, he's looking around to see who else might be looking for him. He's just going through the motions with me. He's a nice guy. And I'm not going to tell you I don't like him. He's just not somebody that I want to be around. He's not sincere. He, he comes across as just trying to manipulate you and ask you how you're doing, but he really doesn't care. And one of these times when he does it, I almost want to say, hey, tell me what I just said to you. Because I think he'd say, oh, I, I don't know, I, I, I was looking over there, I'm sorry. So it's about looking in the eye. It's about being sincere. It's about knowing names. It's about remembering names. It's not about you. It's about being nice. It's about being kind. And those were the things we talked a lot about yesterday in Atlantic City. Take an interest in others, they'll take an interest in you. I hope in a small way I helped you today on The Grow Show Powered by Steel. How to Win Friends and Influence People. You can buy that book on Amazon. I'll, I'll end by telling you this. I, I read this book once a year, all right? And even though it's been out going up close to 90 years, it's got great lessons in it. And my oldest daughter, Emily, was probably about 16 years old and we were on a trip. I think we were probably in Florida visiting my wife's parents one time. And I had the book out and I was reading it again. I think I was probably at the pool reading the book. And I remember her saying, Dad, didn't you already read that book? And I said, yeah, sweetheart, I, I read this book once a year. And, you know, she's 16, so she's getting pretty smart and she's aware. And she says, well, were you having trouble retaining it the first 14 times? What's the matter? And I just kind of chuckled. And I said, no, Emily. Because every time I read the book, I'm reminded of the things I should be doing. I'm reminded of some things I'm pretty good at, but I'm always finding a way, all right, to get better. And that's what's so important. I think in today's world, there's a lot of strife. There's a lot of hatred. And we see it on TV. That's why I hardly watch TV anymore. I don't get on social media and watch a lot of that nastiness either. 
I think kindness is needed. And I think How to Win Friends and Influence People would be a great book for every person in the United States. And I suppose I'll throw in Canada since we have a lot of Canadians that listen to The Grow Show. I just think it would be a good book and it'd make a difference. All right. Next time I see you, I'm going to want to know what you're doing. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.